Data Mesh Radio is provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It is produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. I started this podcast as a place for practitioners to get useful information about Data Mesh, and we're at over 200 episodes already. This is a Mesh Musings episode where I do a relatively short overview, some might call a few of them rants, on a specific topic related to Data Mesh. I try to put uh, you know my few summary takeaways in the show notes too to make it easy to decide if this will be useful for you. Quick reminder as well to hit the Data Mesh Understanding link in the show notes to easily review listings of past episodes you might have missed, you know, that I've grouped up on different topics to make it easy if you want to do like a deep dive into governance or something like that. Do check out the Data Mesh Understanding offerings as well and the free community introduction and roundtable programs while you're there. Now with that, on to the Mesh Musing. Another one on buy-in, flipping the script on working with your first domain, part one, Mesh Musings number 46. Yes, that's a long title. So this one originally started as kind of a mock presentation to a potential domain, you know, the head of the line of business, and that spiraled to 40 plus minutes of, you know, what would have been that. So I'm probably going to do that a a bit later when I can chunk that up as well. But instead, let's talk about potential buy-in tactics when working with your first domain. Start with something that feels obvious to those of us thus that are far into the journey. I kind of include myself there based on having done 150 plus interviews, but it's probably not at the start. Data Mesh, if you are really doing anything close to Jamax vision, vision, is a rather big undertaking. You can start it at a small scale. Her phrase from ThoughtWorks that she loves is think big, start small, move fast. But the eventual goal is a big seismic shift in the approach to data and what role data plays in the organization. But it has to start somewhere with that start small. Just some level setting as to why, you know, trying to do something like data mesh, you know, data org driven data mesh without a strong initial partner is quite a high risk scenario. So from more and more recent conversations, here are some pushbacks that I'm getting, and then we'll get to some hooks, you know, some kind of patterns to lean into when talking to your initial target domain or domains and the like. I am mostly going to be talking about single initial domain use cases because that seems to be where there is the most success for people doing data mesh. If the initial use case is cross domains, is multiple domains, it gets even trickier to start and get going with data mesh. Maybe that will be my next set of kind of conversations about how do you actually partner those two multiple domains together and around a a use case at the start of your data mesh journey, but let's leave that to later. I would also say when you are getting people to lean in, don't lie, don't admit that this isn't going to be easy. It will mean a new approach and it might be a bit uncomfortable as you get there. If they're pulling back at putting in some effort, They aren't the right partner. 
I know people are really looking and saying, this domain would be amazing if they provided their data to everybody else. That's not really what you want to be looking at necessarily for your first domain partner, right? Because you want them leaning in instead of feeling like they're, you know, it's carrot versus stick. If you're trying to shove somebody into doing this, it's probably not going to go well. So let's start with, you know, three anti-patterns. First one, what I call the domain type, kind of what I was just discussing is kind of quote unquote, everyone else in the organization wants your data, so give it to us. You know, that's not a great incentive. You have to find lots and lots of ways to pay someone back in other ways for them to invest in being the guinea pig domain, but they are the, or even really a, like if they aren't that key beneficiary of the data mesh work. Oh, great. You're asking me to do this biggie favor, and it's not even to the direct benefit of our domain. I have to take on ownership when that's not even somewhat squishily defined, and I have to be the blueprint. And again, you don't have a great way for this to raise my profile in the company. I'm going to have to pass, right? (laughs) Finding a use case that they care about is, is pretty important. So this is one where people are going to domains and saying, everybody else wants your data. So you, you've, you know, it's on you to provide your data and we're not providing that kind of return on investment for them, that incentivization. So they're having a lot of pushback and often just saying no. And it makes sense, right? The more you think about it from their point of view. So don't look to kind of lean in on that. Another kind of anti-pattern or approach that I would say lean away from, especially early in your data mesh is kind of the who is going to fund this? If there isn't a strong use case in the domain where you can simultaneously fund the use case and this new way of working, you better be bringing some funding to this in some form or fashion. What are you giving to them to give them the capability to do this, right? Who is the executive sponsor that is going to take this on? Why is the initial use case such a big pain point for that executive sponsor? If this isn't both aligned to the domain's key objectives and the overall organization's key objectives, why would they do this? You might see the organizational value of it, but the return has to see the investment every step along the way, especially to that initial funding. Maybe you've got a central data team budget that can get kicked in to help pay for this. Maybe not. Think about most people's histories with data projects. Are they really going to want to invest in something with a payoff potentially way down the road for them that takes a lot of time and focus right now? We are all kind of burnt by past data mishaps, unfortunately. So basically make sure there is appropriate funding. And if that is coming from the domain that you're working with, if with their budget, that you find a use case with a big enough return. You know, return, which often means limiting the scope of the platform work and other things, to actually make it make sense from an economic standpoint that they were able to do this thing, this use case that had good return, and it had greater return than what they invested, even though you were also investing in this kind of new way of working around data mesh. The third one, the third anti pattern that I see before moving on to kind of some positive, some leverage points, how do I add this to my priorities, right? Like essentially, great, that's more work I can't take on right now. 
right? Pretty closely tied to funding in a way. This seems to be one where, again, that executive sponsor needs to to step in to realign priorities for the domain so they can actually do this. The use case is small enough. Maybe it's only realigned at a smaller scale of, you know, a small team doing the development and a platform team and probably some aspect of a governance team. This is where we could go off the rails, but let's not, right? But if we don't have that KPI realignment, who the heck is going to lean into doing this? If there isn't, uh, you know, a clearing of the time to actually do this to give them that, that possibility. Everyone in general is already overburdened. Since the start of the pandemic, leaders have been pushing for more and more with fewer people. Just look at the massive tech layoffs and how those organizations are very rarely cutting back on any of the work despite cutting the headcount. You know, we could point at Microsoft and take a pot shot at them, you know, where they decided to cut all of their AI ethics work team. But anyway, we'll move on. So we need to make sure that when we go to the domain, there's a clear conversation about how this can actually be achieved in their funding and their priorities, right? It's This can't just be, will you do this for the rest of the organization? People have to be able to learn how to do these new approaches to data. And if we don't have that capability on their schedule, then the answer is just no. And that's a valid response by them because they can't do it. So let's look at potential hooks and leverage points, you know, the positive. We started off with anti-patterns. Let's head towards kind of the patterns. I'm going to balance with four of them and then add, you know, six plus other in the next mesh musings. So message me if you can't wait for that to come out. So this one episode doesn't get, you know, to be 30 or 40 minutes or whatever. So the first one is, if you can, find your initial use case in a self-contained in the domain, right? That this one just makes things easier, but I know it's not always possible. But if you can have the data producer and the data consumer inside the same kind of line of business, then it's not about this complex coordination and funding and credit and how that actually works. It's about, you know, going to that domain and and working with them and and them thinking, we're going to be building up this domain's capabilities. You know, coming from an external standpoint, you say, I'm going to go in and we're going to invest in you. We're going to invest in your capabilities to such a degree that you're going to be better able to leverage your own data. You can start to talk a bit about how things play in into the greater organization level, but really this is about making it so that first priority consumer is that initial domain that's also the producer. And then this information will also be used by the rest of the organization. You can talk about how this is the first of the dominoes that you're setting up and that, you know, here's what ends up happening when we set up all these dominoes, but we have to set this up first. So while the data mesh, you know, the whole data mesh approach could be completely transformational for the organization, that line of business head probably doesn't care really because, you know, the data lake and the data lake before that and the data warehouse before that were supposed to be this transformational change. Streaming was supposed to do that, et cetera. So you want to flip that and not say, this is going to deliver all of these things versus we're going to make it you capable we're going to make you so dangerous with your own data that you're going to be, you know, just creating value everywhere. 
Second one would be move at the speed of business. This one's been coming up a little bit more recently, um, but an upcoming interview with Mike Alvarez really is great about thinking about this. When you think about relying on the central data team to do your data work, there are a ton of challenges. Yes, there is this loss of context, but there is also the ideation to getting to something out is often in months, right? So you think about, I need to get something, I want to focus on something around this business priority. And I go to the data team and I'm not sure exactly what I want, but I know it's going to take me four to six months. So the team asks for a big project because even if it is small, it's going to take that four to six months. So why not ask for bigger in the hope that some of it, some more of it will have value? You know, I'll get into the size aspect in part two, but the speed aspect here is crucial. If you go to the domain and you ask, what if you could get an idea or an insight and get an experiment out in a week, a day? You know, Max talked about in a couple of cases, they were able to get not necessarily an experiment in place, but a data product in place from ideation to having something in somebody's hands in minutes. You know, if you think about that from an hour standpoint and you think about iterating towards okay in the first day, what would that change for your business? What if you had the ability to run these smaller and quicker experiments so that you have a much smaller blast radius, right? We want to do an A-B test, but it's if it's going to take us three months to, to set this up, that's just a huge amount of time versus if I can do that very, very quickly and test out all of these little things all at once, then I can get to really understanding my business far better, far quicker. What if you could use the information flow and make small adjustments and continually iterate towards better? Ask the line of business leader, what more could they do if they could experiment as fast as these you know, crazy startups that are doing all these things that at the speed and our data native and cloud native and all that stuff. If instead of every data project being a big undertaking, what could they get if, if something could get out and try aspects about something new super quickly? If you could use more data to make better decisions, not the data making the decisions, but you have more quality data to really understand your line of business, what happens when you're able to incorporate data into the need of the speed of the business to react to the real world. And on the some, same point somewhat, say you're coming from a decentralized approach. You know, you're moving at the speed of business, but this would give you an actually reliable approach that doesn't create a ton of friction and technical debt as you're trying to scale and, and as you find these kind of nuggets of, of good information. Again, I don't think they will care that much about the not creating data silos since they are first, but you could add that in there as well. Um, You know, some of this is really difficult. I'm starting to see kind of the two different data mesh implementations are somebody coming from a decentralized and somebody coming from a centralized and that you just have to think so differently about the changes to your organizations when you're in either of those situations. So fourth or third one would be find a use case that is easy enough with enough return to pay for itself as you also invest in the other aspects. So this was kind of 
I, I talked a little bit about in funding, but this is one about looking for moderately low hanging fruit. It can be a bit hard sometimes to find a use case like this, but they probably exist in most organizations. Essentially, your data mesh implementation has overhead. When you decentralize, there is additional overhead. I've talked about this in distributed systems as well. The initial use case has to be rich enough to pay back the investment on both the data work aspects of the actual use case and the build out of the platform, the governance and, and learning how to do this. This is where you have a deeper conversation with the exact sponsor to try to find that rich use case that doesn't have a ton of risk. The more complicated the use case, the more risk. I could go on, but I think you get the point there. And then a really big one that I think people miss was something I talked about a, a little bit earlier, which was we will be investing heavily in making your domain better with data, right? This is something that people seem to gloss over and I mentioned it, you know, as I said, you have to take on the, the data ownership and that has a cost. So we, you know, whoever is enabling things in the data mesh implementation have to make it so you can actually do data. So we are going to be making your team better at leveraging your data because they will truly understand the data they have and produce and probably get way smarter on consuming data from other domains and or external sources. This is a 30-minute conversation in and of itself, so I'll leave it there for you to ponder and explore yourself. But when you're talking to a domain about you're going to be leveling up your capabilities, so what more could you do if you were better at data? Not just if you were faster, but what more if you really understood the data that your, your aspects of your business could generate, what more could that actually generate from a value perspective from you? So again, here are the three use case aspects or patterns to lean away from when trying to work with your initial domain. What I call the domain type of everyone else in the organization wants your data, so give it to us. The second would be who is going to fund this? Not having a clear path to exact sponsorship and what the value expected will be is just, it's not going to work very well. Number three how do I add this to my priorities? Essentially, you know, that great, but that's more work I can't take on. How do you think about that? Like lean away from that aspect or, or lean into solving that for them, right? And the four that you should look to lean into are one, find your initial use case that is self-contained in the domain. Two, talk about moving at the speed of business. Three, Find a use case that is easy enough with enough return to pay for itself as you also invest in the other aspects of your data mesh journey. And number four, we will be investing heavily in making your domain better with data. So hopefully that can help you to start to generate the right conversations around kind of working with your initial domain. So with that, Scott out. Hopefully that was a useful mesh musing for you. Please do rate and review the podcast. It really does help. And if you'd like to get in touch and see how I can be helpful to you, check out the show notes. I'm pretty easy to find. As I mentioned, there are some great free programs in addition to some very affordable things around implementer intros and roundtables on the Data Mesh Understanding website. As always, if you have suggestions for guests or topics, please do get in touch. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And with that, now on to the 
funky outro music. 